and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Ben Clark and Marcel are both here at the same time. Marcel is back in the country for once. Uh, but we are also joined by the one and only Mr. Paul Telling of Team Evolution fame. Uh, thanks, gents, for joining us. The first time as a four-way. See how this one works out. Um, we have a load of racing to talk about, so let's just get cracking on with it. Uh, we're going back to Garmish and Zagreb, which was about a year ago, feels like. Um, and where Christofferson picked up Van Deer's first ever victory. Fellow was second, but a country mile behind. Uh, Noel was back on the podium for once, which makes a, a change from a non-DNF. Um, but boys, who wants to go first? Kick us off with a bit of Garmish action. How did we find it? Marcel, you're That's pretty terrible. That was pretty terrible, wasn't it? Because no conditions I mean, were, were... There's yeah. no conditions were not good at all. I thought, I mean, Christofferson really made the most out of his bib number one. <laughs> so he's like... He's very lucky recently with the numbers, actually, with the bibs. Yeah. He's always having one, seem to be, at least. Um, I mean, it's good for Noel. Uh, he was he was skiing really well. And, I mean, <laughs> his season was pretty rubbish so far, I guess. <clears throat> and Feller, you know what? Feller, um, I've heard a lot about his back. That is not very good. And I think Slalom is a bit better than GS. But he seems to have, like, a really good season. And he's actually, he's very consistent. Um, I think that's a trend that we can see over the last couple of years. If you look back at the old fella, um, he would have probably crashed out. I think bring back, I bring bring back the old fella. What do you think, Ben? You loved a bit of crazy money. <laughs> it was definitely uh, a lot more exciting back then. But no, his consistency <laughs> over the last years has been has been much improved and really good for the team at a time when they need, you know, he's about the only one, isn't he? Yeah, they need kind of regular podiums. And with Schwartz getting injured the other year, he kind of picked up the mantle for the men's tech team and, and kind of threw a few podiums in there. Um, but we almost had in that race as well one of the uh, epic second run charges from Stefano Grace. Uh, again, another old man uh, showing everyone else how it's done, going from, from 38. And I think he was like second or third down on that second run and uh, getting as, as far up the podium as fifth. But really showing those in those conditions races, you've really got to take advantage of, of when you're going. Like Marcel said, Christofferson did on the first run going one and Stefano Grace did on that second run. Did, did you catch that one, Paul? Did, was that or you two yeah, yeah. working? Yeah, no, no, I watched it. I watched um I watched Garmish and uh and Zagreb and I thought it was a bit of a funny funny weekend or or a couple of days uh, of racing. Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it was, whichever day of the week it That's was. That's when the weekend starts for you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday's the new it Friday. It all just blurs into one. But the life was, of a ski it was, coach. It, it was funny, wasn't it? Like the I think everyone had already accepted a long, long time before the races that the conditions weren't good. Like I know you guys are all in your your plush London penthouses, but those of us out here with our <laughs> with our feet on the ground can tell you that it is very warm in in Central Europe and there is not much snow at all, and it's certainly not freezing. Um, so everyone had kind so of for come on. So yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, but the coaches, but now the coaches nowadays they don't want to, they don't want to put in the work anymore. They're just like, oh, Paul sends Paul sends the junior coaches out. That's what the uh, the uh, the entry level, the rookie coaches are for. Go salt that for me. I'm having a coffee. What is this? <laughs> this is unbelievable. No, like everyone had accepted it, kind of that the, the conditions weren't going to be good, and and I think in in fairness. Um, like Garmish, they did. They obviously did a lot of work to to try and get something out of it to make a to make a spectacle out of it. Um, but it was it was always going to be a, a set of races, both Zagreb and and Garmish, that were decided by the 
massive numbers and decided by who could who could cope the best in the conditions rather than necessarily who was the best skier um which i guess makes it makes it something different and 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 a different challenge and, and interesting um but it's always strange isn't it like ben says when you see that the person going down they're in 30th yeah. after the first I mean, time got, they go down first and it's how long can they hold on for yeah I've got nothing against Stefano Gro, but I'm really pleased that he wasn't on the podium because I feel like getting up to sort of fourth or fifth I can deal with but when they go into the podium positions they actually stand on a podium when it's all about the bib which I guess yeah. I, I don't know it's, it's quite often about you know well, we do see it, the, the first run but it's yeah but uh, yeah, it was hard. I mean, they've been, I think they used, didn't they use something like two and a half tons worth of salt in Adelboden or something stupid? Wasn't there some, like the amount of salt that they're having to use at the moment? Thankfully, as we speak, it's dumping, isn't it, Paul? You got snow there as well? Yeah, it? yeah, it's snowing. I was in, I was in Bormio yesterday um, and it was snowing just enough to cover up the, the ice rink downstairs. And then did you get in the Team Evo helicopter and now you're back in... Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> The helicopter paid for by pod race ski racing podcast. Yeah, I'll put that on for you. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining and then us. It's, uh, and then, yeah, it's snowing again today in, in right around. So, it was snowing two days ago in Bormio and today, today in right around. So, we're certainly getting the snow. Now, yeah, well, let's hope that it's definitely needed. Yeah, I mean, there's it's not great viewing, is it really? I mean, it's, it's testament yeah. to the, the, uh, you know the the armies of course workers that are out there and and making sure that we're getting some racing but i don't know is it better than no racing it's, it's, it's not, hard it's not, it's not doing dave any favors uh, no. so far this season <laughs> like he is he is struggling and like obviously in the, the commentary and stuff says a lot of that he's he's very open he doesn't like dead snow he doesn't like soft snow he wants it he wants it hard and icy because that's when he's at his absolute best and he's putting in some good sections but just in comparison to the dave we saw in, in glimpses last year he's just not he's not really getting the opportunity yet so hopefully no. i know it, like january and, and february is normally a pretty mental time for the slalom guys hopefully we can now there's there's a bit more snow we can actually yeah, get some cold weather and get him get him some get him some uh harder yeah but there's all the fresh snow just that doesn't compact that quickly does it and all, sometimes that's just as bad as no snow isn't it when there's a dumping of fresh snow um, well, at, least you can, at least you can put some water in it well, I guess yeah. it's going to be more of a like troublesome for Wengen if they get lots of snow this week. They're yeah. not sure if they can prepare like a two and a half kilometer downhill properly. But well, we'll see. The Swiss don't put it past the Swiss. They will have the army out. To they, be fair, but... like if you looked at if if you looked at the Adelman race five days ago, um, it's kind of a miracle that they could. Yeah, yeah you it. saw that. You saw those photos Tina Veerreiter had posted, and it yeah. was, just looked like <laughs> it was literally there was like nothing. It was green. And a bit of snow. The stuff that they scrape off of an ice rink at the end of an yeah. ice rink and just dump into a field. Love to see I the thought... colour of the grass uh, come the summer with the amount of crap that's gone onto the, <laughs> onto the No, don't, don't say that. They don't do that. They don't use any chemicals. It's all like green nowadays in the fist. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, let's quickly talk about Zagreb. Uh, we did get... Do you know, I thought the actual, I thought the Zagreb conditions were better actually than the Garmisch conditions. I don't know if you guys, what you guys thought, but Garmisch uh, managed to get underway. But I think I thought the racing in Zagreb actually was pretty good. Where Michaela Schifrin took 81, 81st World Cup victory, Vlahova was second, Sven Larsen was third, Schifrin won it by three quarters of a second. Back to is she back to her best after faltering and sort of being under pressure and not being able to 
sort of ski at her best. What do you think, Ben? Yeah. Or Paul? Yeah. Or no, Paul? I'd, I'd say so. I mean, the last the last week, two weeks, she's just looked. She, yeah. She, she's, oh, that run, the run from from um, Samaritz all the way through Semring and then, yeah. yeah Samaritz Super G, wasn't it? And then and then Semring GS is in slalom and then into Zagreb. And yeah. I mean, yeah, she's... She's she's looked phenomenal again, and she's looked. It, I don't think it's any coincidence that she skis well, and then she looks relaxed, and yeah. then she's relaxed, and then she skis well, and then she skis well, and she looks relaxed, and it just it just builds and builds and builds and builds, and you can you can see it in her. And there's the you know there's that that typical shiffering kind of like release um, of, of kind of like oh I'm so surprised when I get to the finish, but but you can also see. She, she knows it's she knows it's good yeah. she knows it's solid she knows she hasn't had to fight for you know to hold someone off she knows that she's a level above so yeah you don't you don't you don't not know how well it's going you know that yeah. that sort of uh, finish routine doesn't doesn't fool me but i was i'm pleased that she's back towards her best marcel what did you make of uh, the old zagreb shifrin consistency i mean it was just i think she is t- pretty much back to her old self i think she's even better now um you know she's gone through a bit of a a rough time for a couple of years and then now she wins six races in a row i mean how many six races was it five six five five because uh, then she didn't win the, the first i mean the thing is like she wins more races in in two weeks than other people well just dream of winning in like yeah. their whole career. so it's like what you want to say right exactly. um i mean i think she looks she looks super relaxed as paul said like it looks very effortless she just you know i in especially in the second rounds when you look at her you can see okay you know there might be a difficult gate so she's just taking a bit off and then she's keeping going again and like you know she just plays with it which is which is obviously what i think that she can basically only she can do really yeah it sort moment. of looks like that she's i don't know almost gone back to being able to sort of feel what was going on i think when she was struggling she was just sort of almost sort of trying to brute force her way down but this time looks like she's thinking a bit more like she's charging when she knows that she can and then she then she skis a bit more like tactically in terms of position wise over some of the more tricky sections which catch other races out and she just sort of seems back to that sort of duck or like swan do you know what I mean like everything's on top looking all sort of serene and comfortable but obviously as you know inside her head everything's going at like a billion miles an hour and she's just fine-tuning everything yeah, I mean, she, you kind of run out of as, as you'd expect for someone who's now won an equal, the the equal most ever, you know, on the women's circuit with with Von. You you run out of you run out of things to say, which which almost does her a disservice. Um, to me, and this is this is not meant to be any kind of you know disrespect to 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 Von or, or take away from Von's achievements, but. Yvonne's winning those 82, you know, she's winning speed events. She's winning, she's winning events where it's, you know, multiple downhills on the same hill or on the same, same track, even, you know, two, three days of downhill Lake Louise or, or, or those kind of things. Schifrin's, Schifrin's not winning one run races here. She's, she's winning, you know, like, like I think in Zagreb, we've just spoke about how the conditions really played into having a good, a good start number and, and so on. Um, I'm pretty sure in Zagreb was she not second or third on the second run as well? You know, so she's yeah, so, yeah, she's winning winning the first runs and then winning or coming second on the second runs. You, you know, she's 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 absolutely 
dominant when she's when she's on her best. You know, she's she's just winning run after run after run. Doesn't matter if she's got bib one, bib seven. Doesn't matter if she's thirtieth down because she's leading after the first run. She's just yeah. Doesn't matter if it's salted. Doesn't matter if it's soft. Doesn't matter if it's super G. Doesn't matter if it's slalom. She's just. She's just phenomenal, isn't she? Is she yeah, I mean, I don't know where, she, where she's going to stop, really. She's uh, She's got to her 82. I mean, we'll talk about 82, but we'll obviously come on to Kranzka in a bit. But she's won, 80, she won 82 in 233 races, I think it is, versus uh, Vons 395. Um, just, you know, her strike rate is just utterly, utterly insane. Um, but... I like the fact that we've seen a lot of different winners as well on the tour, which kept it for, on the women's tours, kept it quite spicy. Um, haven't obviously seen too much from Leonsberger so far this season still. Um, Marcel, what's the story? You've just been in Austria on one of your hundred holidays. What did you, what, what's the chat from, from out there? What's the chat on the, on the ground in Austria? I don't think there's, there's much love at the moment between the, Leonsberger and the team and like I think she's just complaining about everything um I think she said in the interview that you know that the Austria ski team is now has to change stuff and they have changed everything from last year like nothing is the same as it was and this and that it's just a lot of complaining going on but in the end you know like no one can ski for them and it's I they just look all the Austrians I'm I'm really sorry for saying that but they looked all pretty terrible but Um, it's but this isn't but it's like it's like it's, they their technique looks completely off. Like if you look at um, what's her name, um, Trooper. Tr- yeah, Trooper. Like she's a great skier, but this year she like especially on the last couple races she looked absolutely awful, and I feel actually really sorry for her because I I'm pretty sure she doesn't know what's going on. Um, she can't feel it when she skis, and it's just. It's really not the way that it's it's supposed to be going, and obviously the media is not helping it either. But yeah, but also the, it's not a quick fix. Like this is a product of the last you know ten years of of the Austrian system Mis- mismanagement. Been, well, yeah, but that's true though, isn't it? Like it's it's not all of a sudden they've not gone from being brilliant to being you know useless. It's just started to to fall apart, and obviously the sort of bottom of the pyramid, if you if you like, just hasn't been there. And, and following on from the likes of Hirscher, you know Hirscher's sort of carried the Austrian train of, of mega results after mega results. And it's all just been papered over, hasn't it? But, but now it, it, there isn't a quick fix. I mean, what, what can you do about it? Marcel, if you were in charge of the Austrian ski team, what would you be doing? And would you be doing anything differently? Asking for a lot of money. Oh, they're getting a lot of money. They're definitely yeah, getting but I, yeah, but I don't get any money. If they give them any tips. Like he's not gonna, said, yeah, he's not going to give away this, this gold for free. <laughs> He's got, like, he knows my, how to fix it. He knows how to fix it. Like, my advice is like gold, gold dust. I'm not going to give it away for free. <laughs> uh, as I well know. How is it? Good. Thank you. <laughs> Paul, what do you think as a coach? I'm actually interested in your opinion. And maybe well, you. What, what, what do they, I think of the Austrian ski team? Well, maybe they're going to fire people <laughs> pretty soon. So you can, you can actually jump in there if you want. Yeah, put your hat in the ring for Austrian head team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There's, there's, there's for sure a lot of factors. Like, and and again, you you see it out here. You see it out here on the ground because the they're, they're up here training every day. Like, one thing that you can't say is is that they're not complacent. You know, there's not a kind of oh, this doesn't matter. We, you know, they're not sitting around in the spa. in the spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're, you know, they're they're out here. Like, well, I've, maybe they should do. 
<laughs> just going chill. I've seen, uh, I've seen them doing doing a lot of sessions over you know over the Christmas period prior to Semmering, prior to Zagreb. Magoni's got uh, the uh, cattle prod out, has he? Magoni's <laughs> been Magoni's been hard with uh, um, Leonsberger. But the other girls as well going, you know, going going hard, doing a lot of volumes. So it's it's not it's not through a lack of effort. trying, shall we yeah. say, through through a lack of effort. But like like Marcel says, clearly there's something not right there. Now I'm I'm sure that the the media um, kind of being being on their back doesn't help. We see that in the UK with the footballers, you know, with the with the England football team and, and you kind of you, you imagine how that would how that would be if you're in that situation I, I'm sure that that doesn't help but that also comes part and parcel with being a ski racer in Austria so that's not something that's not something new that's not something that they're only just being exposed to now um and and so you know what what is it yeah there's there's little bits of technique there's, there's things that you watch sometimes where where you think you know do, do they have their own did they have their, their own philosophy as to as to how they ski? And and by that, and Marcel, you, you probably know maybe a bit more what I mean, having come through the system yourself, but it, it's always very important that, that skiers have an identity and and an approach. Now, someone like Alice Robinson, you can say that she's you, you know, she is aggression. That is how she skis. Now, if you take that away from her, you take that aggression away from Robinson. And you you know you try and make her ski all you know all nice and pretty. You you probably won't have the same great skier that you've got. And the same with Bassino. You try and make Bassino ski like Robinson. You probably won't end up with a better version of Bassino. You just end up ruining some of the skills that Bassino's got. The Austrians. It, it seems like over the last two, three, four years that they've chopped and changed, and athletes have come and gone, and coaches have come and gone, and equipment setups have changed, and and they've lost a little bit about yeah uh, about about themselves and now Trupe isn't recognizable as Trupe and Linsberg is not recognizable as Linsberger and you know the guys who who do actually look like maybe they could do something is is those younger guys like Magdalena Egger obviously was phenomenal last year at World Juniors and and looked to start the year well Rich you know had a good second run in in semmering those younger guys who look like they still have their own identity and they well they still they, they still haven't really skin. entered the you know leonsberger has a bad race and all of a sudden they you know that she's jumped upon and it instantly made a mistake it's again like like your football yeah. analogy the big I, stars I gotta, they do something wrong it's out you know i got i gotta on. say something that during the i think it was the second gs yes the second gs in kranskagora like all of them, all of them three, they looked like it was um, great. She was uh, Brunner and who, what, who was the third one? Um, whatever, like three people from Austria. They came like literally all behind each other and they looked like they actually wanted to do it. And you know what? Like when you try and you, you just go for it, it looks so much better than when you don't. <laughs> and yeah. you could see that with Truppe, like the ski, literally the outside ski goes into a completely wrong direction um and then she tries to, you know it's like a flying scissor. like she's yeah. literally she was scissoring every bloody gate and it was actually painful to watch and it was you know i know how that how it is in the situation when you like do well and then all of a sudden you don't know what's going on i just know it too well and i feel really sorry for her and i don't think it's like necessary her fault um of course she skis in the end but 
as as Paul said, there's a lot of stuff going on where coaches, you know, they go left, right, and center. Oh, do that, do that, do that, blah, blah, blah. And they like lose what they do. Everybody completely confused. And if you look at like, I think personally, if you look at the Austrians, they are not like bar a couple of examples. And in that second round, they look more like it. But if you if you look on the on the broad you know on the broad variety of races in the World Cup, they all have like very similar not similar styles but similarities. And the Austrians are completely off that. Like yeah. they just completely off it. But they don't do anything. They don't do anything that is remotely quick. Ben, I've got a, I've got a question for you, Ben. Um, with your, you've probably watched just as much ski racing, if not more ski racing than 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 most. With as being the expert, obviously being the uh, <laughs> stat man, expert, uh, weatherman, and all of the above. How do you think you could watch? a skier if if they were sort of blacked out and you could figure out what nation they're from do you think that nations ski in a particular style and and it's just and austria just aren't skiing the same similar way do you think there's sort of dna that you can see from a nation maybe i'd say it was probably something that's a bit more obvious longer ago obviously when we used to go to various countries all, all around europe for, for races and stuff you'd see the, the kind of youth races from various different countries have very similar styles and techniques. Um, but in more modern years, certainly when you have uh, individuals training away from the national team, like Herschel was with Austria and, and Schifrin does sometimes with the, with the Americans, they, they do have a lot of room to become their in, like, own racer. But you, you would still think, you know, like, I guess if, if you think of, we talk a lot about good training groups and, and how they can really push each other on. If you looked at the Norwegian men's tech team, there's like 10 of them in slalom and GS at the moment. You'd, you'd know them when you saw them and probably the Italian women, if you watch Pacino and, uh, and Brignoni ski, you'd recognise them. And, and like Marcel was saying, you wouldn't even recognise if you blacked out a video of Tripper from a year ago and a video of her now, you wouldn't realise it was the same skier. Um, that's, that's, that's the thing at the moment is that their confidence is just shot. But yeah, so then the is, that too much, is that too much chopping and changing from the, from the Austrians then? If they, in, that, in that case... They've gone through, they've rolled through a couple of coaches. There's been a whole new reshuffle, which you tend to do, you see, between Olympic cycles. You know, the whole thing gets cleaned out and started again more often than not across the different teams. The merry-go-round goes around. Um, is that, you know, is that the fault of the, the Austrian Ski Federation? Well, it depends on when they want the success. So if, they, if, they, if this is between two Olympic cycles, the first year is going to be trash and they're going to have to throw it away. But unfortunately, being Austrian, you can't really have a season where you don't get many women's podiums. They want, they want podiums all the time. So mm. if you're always looking for a quick fix, it's not really going to be a four-year cycle. I mean, Magoni's got the reputation. You know, he's coached the best in the world. Um, but at the same time, if his style isn't working with this group of racers, the Austrian Federation need to make the decision quickly rather than getting two or three years into that cycle and going, no, it's still not working and, and, and then leaving it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's really tough to tell. I mean, they just look a bit lost at the moment. Um, yeah. But downtrodden, I think, you know, they, none of them look like they're skiing, enjoying what's going on. Maybe you said that you thought, you thought them on that second run of um, Kranska, Marcel, you sort of saw that they were charging and wanting and hungry. But I don't know. If it, it just seems... Well, you know... So resigned to the fact they're not with, going to do very well before they've even with, started. With women's racing specifically, I think there is a blueprint to what makes you quick. Like, I think there are not many people, if you would, like, lay them over each other. Of course, everyone has, like, you know, its own bits and pieces. But the, the only one who really 
is not doing anything remotely what others are doing is Anna Bucci, for example. She skis completely different. Um, still quick, though, but completely different. But I think, like, if you look at the likes of Schifrin, even Blahova, she uses a lot more power, but she still does something similar. Um, Ellis Robinson, like, and then, you know, they all do, they all look very similar when they're quick. And so, you know, you gotta, I mean, as a coach, you probably have to find out a blueprint how to make them ski that way because it's apparently the quickest. I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but there is a, there is a, a, not a secret source to ski racing, but there is somewhat a blueprint that you can go for and it's not that difficult like i mean you gotta gotta do some analysis i'm sure they do but maybe in the wrong direction i don't know what do you think paul anything to anything to chuck in the mix no i think i think it's a very difficult <laughs> a very very difficult position for them to be in like like ben says like do you say okay this isn't working we need to build on this and therefore you stick with it and you yeah. give it you know another year or do you say this isn't working we better change again and then you chop and change and then you start a whole new start the whole thing again start the whole thing again and potentially it doesn't work like uh, but, but also I mean, the, the athletes the athletes that they've got going on you know uh, you can't it's gonna sound a bit harsh but you can't teach an old dog new tricks you can't rebuild a 28 year old skier like it's too no no but the, but, Austrian, but you can but you can do it from the youngsters of, do you know what i mean yeah exactly the austrians aren't short of, of good quality youngsters coming through like i said egger is you know like i've seen egger and i've seen grich and and they're, they're they're brilliant like you see them free skiing around the place in warm-up they're brilliant skiers and they ski similar to that blueprint that marcel's talking yeah, about there. yeah exactly um, but then but then they're in a team where they're going to they're going to world cups and the press are talking trash about this and all of a sudden you're like you're down treading yeah. these youngsters that are malleable and new to it. And all of a sudden the whole of the Austrians are tarnished that they're doing crap and no one can do anything right. And everybody's useless. And, yeah, and all of a sudden these 18, 19 year old, talented, impressionable youngsters, all of a sudden they're going, Oh crap, I'm going up to a world cup. And we're just, uh, and I'm told that I'm crap before I've even, you know, done five world cups. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, I think it's interesting. It's certainly interesting. I think I just think that it's, you know, cyclical. The Swiss were useless ten years ago. You know, the Swiss hadn't won a hadn't won a uh, tech race in however many years but that, it was. But then they, they took a long time down, to rebuild. But, but, but they sat down and they have developed a blueprint. You can see Bar Audemars. He has like a different. Yeah, but maybe style, Austria, but, Austria, maybe but, yeah, maybe but, at the start of their Austria, blueprint. But it's not. It, it the thing is like you know that blueprint. I mean, some of them have the blueprint as paul said but the thing is it's not the first season that it's you know that it's not that great it's been a long time now that it has not yeah, been I mean, that's great. true that is that's that's true it's and like good. at some stage you just gotta sit down you know and have a have a proper think about you know not just because i know like it's a thing Co you know you don't do well and like the coaches you know they obviously the whole atmosphere changes very as, quickly, as, as an athlete you have to blame yourself first clearly because you're skiing. No, you blame the equipment first. <laughs> yeah, that's then you blame uh, your yeah, technician. Exactly. Then you blame no, your the technician. Thing is, but the thing you... is, it's the, you know, the same, it's the same thing. Like coaches, they also have to ask themselves, what the f am I doing here? Like, you know, and I don't think that's always the case. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that's always the case. And I think the Swiss have done really well, men and women, both of them, they were crap at some stage. And they are not, they are amazing now. I mean, they yeah, are. Yeah, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't two know. or three seasons that they were crap. It was, it was 10 plus years that the Swiss weren't any in tech anyway. It was that they weren't anywhere. Yeah. And it took, like them, maybe, took them 10 years. Maybe the Austrians have enough. Yeah. Seven more years then. 
six more, more years, years of crap. <laughs> well, yeah, I did not want to be on the receiving end of, of uh, the Austrian press for another seven years until they start to give me a break. Oh. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. Is it just going to take time? But are you afforded time as an Austrian ski racer? Mm, history shows well, not, not really. Clearly not. <laughs> clearly um, not. Should we go back to the racing? Let's go back to some racing. Uh, the men were in Adelboden and a very green Adelboden uh, for GS and Slalom. Odomat yet again smashing giant slaloms like they're being held on a nursery slope. Took the win over Christofferson by nearly three quarters of a second. Mayar 1.66 back. Uh, that was pretty impressive. And then in the slalom, Bratton nearly three quarters of a second in front of his uh, teammate Atlee Lee McGrath and then Strasser rounding out the podium nine tenths off the pace overview of Adelboden apart from the snow hit me Paul let's go I thought it was brilliant I thought um I thought it's exactly what you want ski racing to be it was exciting it was the best in the world at what they do being dominant and clinical at the front of the pack it was um guys from just outside the 30 or you know around bib 40 bib 45 fighting to to put their way in it was guys in the middle having to scrap in pretty you know pretty difficult conditions on a very challenging hill to to stay competitive um it was exciting as well i, I thought because every time someone put down a run that i thought oh you know what they might not better that the next guy would and then the next guy would and then the next guy would and and they they kept they kept stepping it up all the way until Odomat obviously in the GS and 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 Bratton in the in the slalom. I honestly didn't think um I didn't think Bratton would take it in the slalom. When when I saw the other guys, I thought, oh, you know what? I think that's that's probably a step mm-hmm. too far for Bratton. And nah, he was he was phenomenal, as was yeah, as was Odomat in the in the GS. But I mean, you know. Christofferson was phenomenal. I thought Lloyd Mayard was was absolutely brilliant. I thought Feller was. I love, but I love those races where somebody comes down, takes lead, and you're like, "Bam, that was immense. That was amazing. That's definitely yeah. going to be a podium, whatever." And then the yeah. next guy comes down and he trashes them by four tenths, and you're like, "Holy crap! How did he do that?" All of a sudden, you know, that's definitely going to be the win. And then the next guy does it. It's just like, "Bang!" The bar just and goes. It, and up it's, and it's up real. Up. It's real racing, isn't it? It's just yeah. racing, 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 racing. I thought it was it was brilliant to watch. I was I was glued to it um, both days, and and yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Ben, what did you what what did you like? What were your highlights of uh, Adelboden? Makes you look a rubbish commentator when you guarantee a podium. Then the uh, the next five people then come down and trash that person. <laughs> do you know what? Next time I'm on the mic, Ben, I'm going to do that specially for you. <laughs> you know, I love a good. Uh, uh, <laughs> future prediction rather than tell me what's happening <laughs> it's my favorite thing about watching ski racing uh, but no I think everything Paul said was was exactly what I was enjoying the same as you guys watching it um you know I've always um had a lot of time for for Mayard skiing and this year we talked about it it seems to have found Click, the aggression it, yeah. to yeah. go with to go with the brilliant skiing and and the and the tactical approach. There's been times where he's tried to add aggression, it's just been too much and he's not got down. But now he seems to have really found that blend. Um, and 
as well as that, I mean, we've just spent a good like 15, 20 minutes um, saying how, what I hope this base the Austrian women's tech team is. But on, on the men's side, obviously, Feller and Schwartz seem to be able to do it in Schwartz both disciplines. Yeah, now it's yeah. just really good. And Schwartz finally looking a bit more like himself after that injury. All of the, I think the back end of last year when he came back, he just didn't look right. And even the start of this year, there was a lot of, you could tell the confidence in his in his ankle wasn't there. Whereas... Now he's actually starting to put some zip in the turns like we saw a few years ago. And, and that's really exciting to watch. Um, but also just that finish area, even with a slightly different view this time around to all of the other years we've watched it, it would just be green and brown all around the side. But when those flags start waving at the bottom and that camera angle over the back of the ridge in the GS, when they come over that last pitch every year, gets me um, and just makes me want to do just go out and do some skiing. Marcel, when you raced there, could you fit, could you, I know that most of the time, well, I, I didn't anyway when I skied, couldn't, didn't have too much awareness of what was going on around. But when you, in Adelboden, it feels like surely you must hear that and feel it because it just, the roar is amazing. I loved hearing them chanting like, oh, gee, oh, gee. And then like all the other, the other Swiss that are coming down, it just seems like the best place to be racing. I think, you know, I, I mean, it's obviously unbelievable. And I always say the Swiss, fans are probably the best fans of all of them especially in Aldwoden I never heard them because I was always so crap and trying to <laughs> stay on my stay on my stay on my two feet down there but um, <laughs> actually funny enough the only time ever I've heard someone screaming was in Schlamming in in the giant slalom in Schlamming um you know it's kind of similar you go over the edge there as well um but I never never in in Aldwoden. but you have to say they are they are staying until the last race, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. everyone gets like a bit of a chant, which is which is really nice because usually like, they, they leave what, they leave after like they 20. Chanting? What were they <laughs> chanting at you in Schlabbing, Marcel? Go faster! Yeah. Oh, you start oh, in Schlabbing. God, <laughs> they were just throwing snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought they thought I'm even to Costelich the one save. So <laughs> now. You know what? You know what was really impressive um, during the two races was actually Christopherson's second round. <laughs> I thought he was he skied so well, especially the three quarters of the race. And I thought, well, I mean, Odermatt, he has to really pull something out here, um, which he did, obviously. Yeah, but surprise! But I thought, but I thought like that is you know it must be so frustrating. I'm, I'm actually I'm guilty. I'm a Christopherson fans nowadays. Um, I yeah. think he's he's Me he's too. really you know getting the hang of it. Um, but I feel a bit bad for him because he, you know, he skis so well and then he's still second. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, I he's, mean, he's nearly a second in front of third there. And you, <laughs> you know, yeah, I really, I really thought he had it in the pocket there. Um, but then Odomar, he literally took away time on basically every intermediate until the last one. Um, so that's that. That was a bit gutting for him. And I'm also a bit I mean, sad for Strolzi because you know Strolzi Hannes, he has yeah. had four four D and. Did not, um, did not finish now. Yeah, that, so it's, the, it's in a tricky situation. I really like him. So the gate, the gate that he skied over in uh, in um, Donna. Madonna, so un, so unlucky. And then yeah, he just you could see it looks. Like, you know, I think we talked about it. Was it Marcel or Ben? I think can't remember which one of you we were talking about it to about. Um, you know, obviously after a load of DNFs, you go from Stroltz. You would have been going to start the season, going right. I'm going to win this race. I'm going to try and win this race. And all of a sudden now it's like. Holy crap! I'm going to start back in the bloody forties if I don't start putting. And I'm going to. I need to finish something. Yeah. You know he, he did well he, in, the, in the. But the problem is, you can see his skiing. Like he last year, he was very settled in the middle. Um, and this year he's just a bit too far back, and he makes mm. a lot of mistakes moving backwards. Um, so that really cost him, and also in Garmisch as well, same thing. Um, too far behind. 
and then the skis like he he's losing the skis under his body and they're going in all directions just not in the one that they should be actually yeah t- tough but yeah he's he's undoubtedly fast and my one of my big uh uh, loves to watch uh, was uh, Jakobsen again seems to be back on his DNF train <laughs> which I was, also, I was so also, hopeful that he'd fixed it but can I say one thing quickly Ben said about like watching Loic Miar I think Loic Miar if you want to have a blueprint use him as a blueprint because his skiing is absolutely you know immaculate do you know what I think he's added this year I think he's added bulk he looks more powerful I think he's always looked beautiful <laughs> when he's skiing <laughs> Haven't we all added a bit of bulk? Yeah, he's he put on some COVID. Yeah, but his his bulk is his bulk is muscle. <laughs> hey. He hasn't just eaten too many pies. He's a, but um, but I think that's what's happened. Like I feel like he's always looked like an amazing skier, and his technique has always been on point. But he's just been a bit too, I don't know, a bit too featherweight. But this year, he looks like he's put on a bit more, bit more strength, a bit more power, and I don't know whether he's like focused in a bit more on the speed side of things that's given him that bit more size and he's been able to sort of push that way i don't know what do, what do you think paul did you have you noticed anything what do you think yeah i i, I hate to say it ed but i tend to agree with you there you he's, you he's, always he's... love you <laughs> as much as much as you you protest too much mate no we no, no. i think he's i think he's been um you know we we've watched him for two three seasons and you say oh he's he's beautiful he's brilliant but he's he's never quite had that extra little oomph or that extra little gear yeah. to go through hasn't he but this year he just looks like like he's he's able to get a bit more acceleration off the ski able to just hold the edge that little bit more instead of the ski breaking away if it's a bit rougher looks like he's been able to put a bit more power through it and yeah, it just, just generally seems to have had that. It's not even an extra gear. It's an extra, you know, maybe that 1% that's the difference between being fifth, sixth, seventh yeah. and being second, third. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see a massive technical change no. in his skier. Um, he, no. he doesn't look like a different skier than he did last year. You know, it doesn't look like there's been a, a radical equipment change or anything like that. Obviously, he's still on the same ski and boot. Um but it doesn't look like he's, you know, changed ramp angles or changed change boot models or ski models or anything drastic. He looks the same, but he just looks like he's got a little bit more, a little bit more to it. And and just like we're talking about with the Austrian, just like we're talking about with Schifrin, the confidence counts for so much because I'm sure, you know, yes, there is a little bit more strength and physicality there. But as soon as one of those results goes in the bag, yeah. then the confidence goes as well. And then ching, 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 ching. You start, you start chipping them all away, don't you? So, yeah, training uh, with Ode Matt every day probably makes you a bit better as well, doesn't it? The other thing, the other thing with um with Adderbolden as well that I, that I always like, you know, because it's so because it's so technical, it's so difficult that last, well, not just the last bit, the whole the whole thing. You, you see, the very best skiers in the world not able to ski everything super clean. Yeah. You know, like sometimes on some of the hills, you're like, yep, cool. I snapped off 20 turns there and that's, that's perfect. Everyone's within a few tenths of a second or, you know, hundredths of a second. Adderborn, because there's so many, so many variables going on there, there's always mistakes happening. And, and there was, there was, there were turns there that, that you saw from Vanatza. There were turns that you saw from, from Fella, from, from Odomat even, where you were like, oh, you know what, that's, that's different to the guy who went before him or the guy that go, that's gone after him. And I think that opens it up to one, a, a much more exciting 
watch for the spectator. But two, it also means that because not everyone is trying to ski the same identical perfect line, there's more scope for guys coming in from the back. And you always see an Adderbold and guys coming in from the, you know, the, the high 30s, the 40s, the 50s. There's always guys from global always seem to do, you know, do well there and, and jump yeah. on in there. There's always, um, you know, Daniel Setter always seems to go in there, obviously Swiss as well. But there's always there's always a few of those guys from the back. And so that's always makes it that little bit, little bit more interesting, a little bit more exciting. It's like come well. from anywhere. You can't, yeah. you can't sort of switch off because uh, you've got to the end of the top 30. Yeah, exactly. You can watch to bib 50, bib 55 and, and still feel like there's a genuine shout that someone can yeah. go in. I think, what was it on the GS? I think it was three and a half seconds or 3.6, Yeah, it's always going to be a bit more in the conditions like that. Though. You, it's sort of... Like people can go in from... Um, you know, from, from well back, like Raposo, uh, again, I've given you credit on a podcast, and maybe we're going to give Charlie credit as well. It's a, it's a uh, straight sorry, you're, 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 cut, you're cutting out. I can't, can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Charlie wasn't Charlie wasn't far off, was he? What was Charlie? No, he was, to be fair, we spoke about it before we went live. He, he skied really well. They just came over that break over, made that, it was that left-footed banana, just like got caught offline and then just didn't look like he quite had the energy reserves to then try and, Attack. I mean, obviously, again, easy sitting here talking about it. Very different yeah. Marcel skiing down it and doing it, but definitely didn't look like he had the energy reserves to take the risks that you still have to take on like the toughest pitch in in World Cup, or certainly one of them, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, like I you know, a couple of gates then better gates they could have done, and then he would have been in there. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Like you know, it's, it's nice. I'd like I'd like to see him with that with that fight and, and be able to go in. And I feel like that's the kind of race that's maybe he's, maybe he's got more of a chance in, you know, where, where there's a bit of a bigger gap to the 30 and where you can fight your way in yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. There was one other piece that was quite heartbreaking was the uh, Mufo John day uh, crash as well. Cause he's another one who quite likes it at uh, Adel And it looked like he was starting to find some form again. Cause it was basically a year ago at the race it's, on the leaves. Yeah. We had the race on the leaves that we said probably shouldn't have been <laughs> happening um, where he got injured last year and it cost him his Olympic appearance. And then he started to find some form again and had gone pretty quick. I think on that, on that first run, um, and and then that that crash looked really bad on the second one. I think they they said he had a concussion and he broke his nose and and might have re-injured his knee as well. So that was that was really kind of uh, painstaking to watch, especially as a, a as a French racer with that that world champs in France later uh, next month. It's a bit of a, a bit of a shame for him. So hopefully he can pull up all right out the back of it and, and maybe not cost him a, a whole season again. Yeah, it's you brutal. Know, who, go on, go on, myself. Sorry, I'm just saying like. Talking about the French racers, I think um, Fevre, he does not look happy at all at the moment. Yeah, he looks all at sea. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen somebody struggle so much with an equipment change ever that I can remember. Because again, he's not forgotten how to ski. He's he's ridiculously good, but he's just, he's just, can't find an edge he can't find his timing he can't find the risk he can't find a position he can't find a line it's so tough and you know he's he's really in danger of not even getting a spot to go to his own world champs which seems ridiculous it's, 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 with current defending world champ i wonder if you get you probably get a spot or something i, I think know. you do, i think you do yeah 
So he might be, yeah. Well, that's the yeah, only way. It might, might be the only way he's going to get to go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that was what? brutal, brutal crash from Mufajonde, wasn't it? Yeah, it looks like I think his Instagram post sort of hints heavily that his knee uh, doesn't feel good at all. So uh, yeah, real shame because Ben, yeah, you're 100 percent right. He definitely looks like he was, you know, on his way back because he started in the top group, didn't he? You know, kept going and going. He was going pretty quick, and then all of a sudden, just when he's finding his feet again, which he was doing at Zagreb when he did his knee last time, like just finding his feet again, then all of a sudden it's like, you're out again. Crazy sport, eh? Yeah, brutal. Brutal. But um, let's quickly move on to Kranskagora for uh, the uh, sort of run-in for the pod. Uh, Valerie Grenier, what a cool result that is for the Canadians. Took the victory on day one. Bassino second, Vlahova third. Schifrin down in sixth. The pressure of 82 at that point looked like it had got to her. Uh, and then on the second day, Schifrin definitely looked like she sort of re-centred, re-gathered everything and smashed it, equaling the record of 82 in front of Brianoni by three quarters of a second again. Uh, and then Lara Gukbarami on the podium. Um, ben, let's kick off with you. What did you make of a Kranska Gora weekend? Crunchyboy is so much more fun than Maribor, isn't it? Um, Maribor is just trash by comparison in terms of that race hill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so good. Marcel and I have talked about it before. It's so much better watching these races on on the on the on the proper piece. They should be on, like Paul said about Adaboden, where it actually challenges the skin. And obviously the conditions are different to we're used to seeing Crunchyboy just be absolutely bulletproof. Um, but the changing conditions made it made it quite interesting. Um, and like you said, like we talked about Grenier last week and a uh, um, couple of good uh, outings she'd had the week before. And then just to just keep on going, she looks like she's hitting a real run of form at the moment. And it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing her in a lot of people's GS picks in, in coming weeks. Boys, anything to add? Marcel? No, I mean, it looked, I got to say that. No, was okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what an arse. Yeah, no, he's, Paul, that, he's, that's, no, he's, he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Actually. That's what Marcel normally does. I normally ask Marcel a question. He just says yes or no, and then just sits there. Yeah, but you know that silence is like it's a killer. Usually, it's like that's, that's why people. So that's like, that's why people love, tune in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a silence. It, no, they actually they would love for you to have some silence as well. I bet. <laughs> it's my gig. You're going to mute muted as well. Keep you off. <laughs> Ed, did you see, um, I think it was uh, Kate Brahmi after the, her second run, she was edging towards a Chris, uh, old school Christopherson uh, uh, hissy fit in the team. Oh, no, I missed it. Yeah, apparently she didn't do any press afterwards and didn't do any interviews and went straight back to the hotel uh, afterwards. So it was, it was, it looked like she, to be honest, when she crossed the line and saw the time and thought she wasn't winning, she like kind of threw her arms in the air and, and kind of, skied out the back of the, the finish area but then apparently after that she didn't want to do any interviews and, and, and wander off she didn't ski that badly she came fifth but it was, just, it was quite interesting I was like considering uh, we haven't had a good uh, Christopherson fit for a while we need someone to pick up that yeah I need a no, actually, actually I, I got us um, I've heard in the in the newspaper or I've been reading in the newspaper that Christopherson said that it's a it's a real tragedy, a tragedy that the Austrians are now setting for Odomar in GS as well, because the Austrian coach said the second round in GS and it was apparently <laughs> super straight. And he was like, well, now it's not just the Swiss setting straight, stupid courses, but also the Austrians as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there he is. He's still there. The old Christopher's still there. Love that little bit of niggle. Excellent. 
Nice. I, I thought it was a good weekend's racing. Like like Ben says there, it was a decent, you know, it's a decent slope, um, or it's a very good slope, very challenging for the ladies. You have to be you have to be extremely technical. I don't know if I'd say it was the pressure that got shifting on the first day. Like I think maybe you know, maybe maybe it's accumulated fatigue, maybe it's maybe it's a few things. Um, I thought she was still she was still very good. I just thought Grenier was was phenomenal wasn't she like when when i watched her run back it was you know turn after turn so after relaxed turn. though wasn't it yeah like hitting hitting the top of the turn so so well like as as one turn finished and she came into the transition there was there was very very little hang time like even you know even the good girls even Bassino and people you saw some vibrations in the piece and a little bit of movement with the ski grenier just looked like she was on rails um and yeah, she was, she was excellent. Granny, I thought, um, you know, and, and sometimes, sometimes Schifrin gets beaten by a better skier and that's, you know, that's, that's just fact of the matter, isn't it? But then the second day obviously is a return to return to form and yeah, usual, usual excellence on display. So I, I thought it was a, another brilliant weekend of racing. We've really been spoiled from kind of what, what considering what the conditions of, we've had some great racing. Yeah. We? yeah. in the last, the last like 12 days, um, I wonder what Lindsay Vaughn is saying. I wonder what she did you thinking. see. Did you see the video that Lindsay put up on social media? I think it was on. I saw it on Instagram. But I think it was on Twitter as well. Um, it was like a congratulations to Michaela Schifrin. I think at this point she was only eighty-one. She hadn't got the eighty-two, and she's like congratulations to Schifrin. But at the same time, she's like doing like a show of all of her trophies on the wall of her thing. It was, like, <laughs> it was like, oh, well done, Michaela Schifrin, but isn't it nice that I've now got a big enough house that I can store all of my trophies? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but That's there, so oh, pathetic. It was, it was uh, uh, the record, in terms of the record, we have to talk about the record. I know Michaela Schifrin doesn't like talking about the record, but you can see, you know, she, she talks about how she doesn't, it doesn't mean much to her about the records and how she doesn't want to be focused in on records, but you could see the emotion of what it did mean when she achieved it. Um, you, you know, the sort of outpouring of an emotion and... Of course she likes the record, mate. Like, no, no, but that's what who, she who said. Wouldn't she... Want to, who wouldn't want to be the best year in the world in history? Like, of course she cares about yeah, it. Yeah, but she, you know, she talks a good game, though, doesn't she, in terms of like, oh, you know, I'm not chasing records, you know, but of course the records are going to chase her because she's ridiculously good. Um but you could see, yeah. you could see, you know, the exactly. What do, do you reckon? Um, here, here's a question for you then. Do you reckon she's going to hit a hundred? Yes. Yes. You know, you know, before Semmering, um, so just over Christmas, we were still around in in, in Austria at base, and she just won in San Moritz, and we would I think she was on seventy eight at that point. It would have been. And um, <laughs> having a conversation. That's a long, that's a long time ago. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> I was having a conversation with one of the other coaches, and that we were saying. You know, is she gonna is she gonna hit the record of uh, you know, is she gonna hit Von's record? I said, yeah, yeah, she definitely should definitely pass eighty two. Is she gonna hit Stenmark's record? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Well, do you reckon she'll hit a hundred? And and I said, well, you know, she's she's what she's twenty seven. Say she does two, three, three more years at the top level, and you win six six a season. You know, you're winning eighteen, maybe eighteen more victories. It's gonna take you up to ninety five, ninety six. And, and I had a genuine conversation just before Christmas that if she was on top form, she may be able to win six a year. Since that point, she's won four more. That's in a week. <laughs> she's won four more, four more in the week since I had the conversation. 
Oh, she's surely uh, she's got she's got to get that many. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at her statistics. Like the last three seasons, and sorry for taking that away from you, Ben, but she literally no, had. <laughs> She, her record is 17, 17 races she won in one year, then 12, 11, and this year eight. So it's her fourth best season in, in terms of like winnings. Already. I mean, of course she's going to go on 100, like easy. She might be even going 150 if she keeps on going for a bit longer. 100, no, no, no. No, 150 is a bit unrealistic. <laughs> but I think 100 is definitely realistic. It's 18 more races. Come on, what is it? Like they still have 18 more races this year. So it might be, might be just getting it done this year. <laughs> And then get, get a baby, get a baby to kill then, make some... Oh, you know. God, I don't need any... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I am already, and I know some people listening to this will be loving it. Uh, my wife loves the loves it as well, but I am sick of the love story stuff. <laughs> Absolutely sick of it. I don't need any more posts about how good each of them are from each other. Uh, I just don't, I don't need it anymore. The Eurosport did a, a whole feature on it the other day and I was commentating. <laughs> I couldn't have been less impressed having to commentate on how, <laughs> how well does Schiffrin know killed a piece. I'm sorry, I'm not interested in that at all. Let's just talk about how ridiculously good she is. How well she can Atomic are going to stop sending you free skis if you start talking like that. This is their, this is their gravy train, you're ruining. Um, this is like marketing gold that they're working Oh, with. God. Um, that's far too much for them. Well, they, you, they, know, they, you know what? I'm, sorry. I said, I'm, I'm just going to get you a t shirt with Kilda and Schifrin's head on it. So, like, just in, inside, a love, inside a love heart. Now, if, you, no, if, you win, if you win the ski racing podcast, our predictions league. I'm going to get you one of those T-shirts as a present. <laughs> what do I have to do? Do I have to win or do I have to lose? I think you're getting one anyway. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Ben. No, Fiss also put something out to, to Hersher and said, you know, is 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 uh, she the greatest of, of all time? Do you have a say in this, Marcel Hersher? And I don't I don't think he responded, but I, I'd be I'd be quite impressed if he did a similar he thing did to respond, Bond. Ben. He's did. up right around training right now to take his hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul. That's that, I've got question, I've got a really quick question for you, Paul. Obviously, you're yeah. he's up in right arm a lot, yeah. and you're up in right arm a lot. Have he's you ever have you ever been stood very close to? their timing and see how quick he is yeah how quick is he he's he's considerably quicker than reposer training with <laughs> <laughs> yes sorry charlie sorry charlie <laughs> <laughs> no there was there was there was last year there was a couple of times when when they were first before the van Deer had really been announced and they signed any athletes and they were up with um with bren steiner um and uh also lucas and patrick um uh what's the surname first time first time um and he was he was on another really honestly have you yeah. seen t- yeah, times yeah. of his like yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's he's beating world cup as the obviously, obviously it's not obviously it's not promoted because that's not good for anyone's i know <laughs> anyone's position <laughs> um and and uh, there was you know i had a conversation with you a couple of weeks ago didn't i just shortly before val was there where uh, michael matt was up there testing um testing oh the augment ski yeah the aug- the augment ski was actually a, a van deer ski just with an augment graphic on it and um yeah like you know his he's he, he's he's rapid like like you'd expect you don't you know 
you don't you don't lose it. So, um, I mean, yeah. you'd have to go some to be slower than Michael Matt at the moment, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> 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 he's, he's having. Ben, a, is Michael is action. Michael Matt your new DeGruber? No, yeah, no, I don't. I don't want him to be like set out for pasture yet. I just feel bad that he can't find the ski that works for him. Whereas DeGruber was just not good enough what, to be skiing world cup. What's um, happening with De Gruber, by the way? Are you? Do you know anything about him? What is he doing? Yeah, come on, I ben. take. I, I take. You must have. You must have not to find out what's going. You on must have Google him. alerts set up. It's just like De Gruber, top, you know, no, top three you, Europa Cup coming back for World you Cup. You two just glory. send me stuff every time he gets a second run somewhere. Um, I try and ignore as much of it as possible. Right. Anyway, I this, did. All right, go on. You got. You got something. You got something to add. Sorry, Ben. Before I cut you off. Just, no, go for it. You're gonna slag. You just slagging De Gruber off. No, you brought. Yeah, you brought him up. Um... <laughs> I just want to quickly, quickly. No, uh, what to happened to Te- what happened to Tessa? Are we going back to that? I said yeah, quick, quickly. Hit us up with Tessa. Tessa news. Apparently, she's injured, but she just doesn't look comfortable in her skis. And I said to, I think I said to to you guys on our on our text thread. I, I'm not sure what's going on with their skis this year. Like she's one of the only people skiing with that kind of stiffening bar on those Rosies. And it just doesn't look like it's working. Like if the likes of Blahova are just skiing on the standard, standard uh, setup, obviously, obviously it's very bespoke to them, but she seems to be the only one with ski stiffer. And after the conversation you and Marcel had about how those Van Deers looked a few weeks back, I was watching Tessa skis and it just, it just looks like she can't get into the top of her turn at the moment, which is something you, you, you've got to be able to do. Um, but there were, like I said, there were some rumours that she's struggling with a knee injury as, as well at the moment. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she was, she was like fourth or fifth and, and looked like she, she might be ready for the podium. But this weekend, she looked really, really uncomfortable. And, and, yeah. and she likes that, yeah. doesn't she? Doesn't she what, didn't she win? Isn't yeah, that where she, she been, won the title? Is that where she ends up clinching the title last year? She's had well, she's had like four podiums there, they said. So it's well a place where she's had a good a good few results in the past. But yeah. Um just quickly before we move on, anything to add, guys? Marcel, I see you scribbling away. Are you just like writing yeah. abuse or what are you <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just making a draft of your t shirt. <laughs> uh, I just want to get it. ridiculous, Ben. <laughs> right, okay. It's gonna, it's gonna be on the guys. If you want to have some ski racing podcast uh, merch, just go on the website, and there will be a section with merch, and there will be Schiffer and then and kill the T-shirts. We're gonna obviously ask for permission. <laughs> uh, this is also the last time Marcel will be on the ski racing. <laughs> it's a, a goodbye from us. <laughs> Just before before we look ahead at the weekend coming up, I just wanted to quickly um, say on the top of the standings for the men's slalom, Brighton leads fella leads Christofferson. That's incredibly tight. Uh, any thoughts about predictions for slalom titles as it's properly close? Do you think fella can keep up that consistency or do you just think the outright speed and exuberance of uh, Brighton's going to take it or Christofferson is going to continue? With I, I, think, I think Christofferson... And it pains me. It pains me to say that because I've never been his biggest fan. Him as a character, but I, 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 he, I think he looks, he looks good. Yeah, I think I think he just looks solid and consistent. And I think what he will do is he will can consistently now go first, second, or third in the remaining races and put enough points on the board. He's done his and DNF. I, I, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I don't think I think Feller will have some DNFs, and I think Bratton will have some mistakes, and so I think Christofferson will, will edge it out. That that uh, 
he's he's just got that experience now. I think he's just going to close it out. Yeah, it's all it's all very tight at the top of the table, and in, uh, and in the GS for the women's standings, that's also super tight. Uh, Bassino still leads over Schifrin, over uh, Goot. That's your one, two, three, and it's all again pretty tight on the women's side of things. Do you see Bassino? Anybody, Ben? Do you see Bassino hanging on to that, or do you think that Schifrin's uh, train is going to just motor on past? Bassino's going to need to keep picking up podiums every week, and Schifrin's going to need to have off days like she had on Saturday for for Bassino to hold on. She has been incredibly consistent. I think. It was something like seven podiums in a row until Sunday when she when uh, she wasn't on the podium. Um, so she'd been yeah having a, a a monster season so far, and she's still only twenty five points in front of Schifrin in the, in that GS. So like like we said, if Schifrin keeps relaxed and keeps happy, she she's going to start pulling away. But you know, Bassino's getting incredibly this year, so it's going it, to hopefully that will be the the race that we had with with Hector and Wally last year, and they just kind of keep pushing each other throughout the season. Uh, Marcel, quickly before we move on to the action coming this weekend, uh, words on Sarah Hector, because she is um, definitely still trying very hard, um, but it certainly isn't coming together. What do you think? I, I totally agree. She's trying very hard, but I think it's a, it's a similar thing. She's, you know, she has a bit of like a, a scissor as well um, in a couple of turns and that really slows her down. I think she just needs to maybe take it a step back and, you know, have on both, on both skis. Than... Yeah, I think she's trying very hard, and I mean she's a great skier, but I think the scissor is gonna, not gonna do it for her. The only person who can do a scissor is Brent Steiner, in my opinion. <laughs> the flying V. Uh, Paul, anything to add on the racing before we look ahead to the weekend? No, I think it's 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 in a really good place, isn't it? Super yeah. exciting at the moment. Yeah. Everyone close and could be anyone's. And the snow is coming. So the men this weekend are racing in Vengen, the standard Vengen trio, Super G downhill slalom, the Super G Friday, um, and then Saturday, Sunday, downhill slalom. Uh, and the women are over in St. Anton for downhill and Super G action. They're actually, Ed, they're actually in Flakau now. Well, yeah, no, they're Flakau tonight, but we're pretending that's not happening unless something oh, okay, really good sorry. happening. Okay, uh, we, sorry. So they are in Flakau, but we've already put in our picks for Flakau. So oh, we're pretending the Flakau isn't happening because it is happening. But uh, you forgot you forgot to mention the upper skins and Anton as well. That's another discipline they will do. <laughs> that's, that's a good discipline. That one's There's good. a Tyrolean in it, mate. Um, so yeah, it is Flakau is happening tomorrow night, but um, yeah, we've already covered oh, is that. It, is, there, is there a super wing? And I don't think there is. Yeah, Friday. Really? Freitag. There has never been a super G there. There is a super G. They're trying to. They're playing catch up. I think, aren't they? Double check the. Uh, are we all? Are we all typing furiously into Fisky? No, I, um, it, it might be, but I've never. There was never a World Cup super G in in Bingham. That's just surprising to me. I'm pretty sure it, there is a super G. You're right. Yes, in there. I that's, think that's a, it's the first one. I think they're playing catch up. They did race a super G. Did they oh, not race they a super did. G there last year or the year before? But I think again, um, it's catch up because they've missed. What two are we two super G's down or just one super G down on the calendar? Can't remember anyway. Um, so there is a super G, it's happening on Friday, uh, and the action, yeah, is going to be hopefully very snowy. And hopefully, the winter that we're promised is going to set in and we're going to have some quality looking races because Vengen uh needs to be shown off in all its glory, as does St. Anton. Um, picks away, 
I, th- I think because we're all doing so rubbish, that includes you, Paul, in the predictions league, we can pick the same people because otherwise, whoever's going to pick. You talk them. for yourself, mate. I must be too, pretty much on top there. Uh, no, you're you're not. Oh. <laughs> well, when you pick when you pick Raposo for the girls' races, you're never going to be good. So yeah, uh, Ben, would you? Are you ready? You look like you're ready. Are you ready for ready for some pick action? Yeah, let's go. All right, we'll jump. Super G first, men. Uh, Odomat. I just say Odomat. Paul. Odomat. Marcel. I'd like to say Meyer, but he is not skiing anymore. So <laughs> you can pick him if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, go for, maybe he makes a Maybe he's come back. Come back race now. Um, Uh Kilda for me, and I'm I'm going to go off pi- off field off pitch. I'm going to go Crawford for downhill. Ooh. What? All right, go on then, Paul. Come on, big balls. Kilda. Killed it. Killed it for the downhill. Marcel? I think Audemars going to win his first downhill. Ooh. On a, on a Vengen. A big one for him. I mean, it would be cool. A lot of gliding. A lot of gliding. Yeah, a lot gliding. of gliding. A lot of flat gliding, eh? We talked about that before, didn't we? He's got a lot better now. Yep, he's got a lot better. But has he got enough? We'll see. Um, Benjamin? I'm weighing up whether I want to go for a Foyt Swan song or not. Yeah. <laughs> I want to pick him for one of this or Kitzfuel, um, but I'm not sure which one it's going to be. Um, but he's not he's not looked great this year, so it's, it's, it's tough. But seeing as he specifically left out uh, Bormio, um, it makes me think he might do. I'll, I'll go with Creekmeyer for the first one, and then next week we'll see if I've got the balls to pick. Yeah, yeah. You thought, after he wins, you'll be like, oh, I knew I was supposed to go. <laughs> Um, okay, slalom. Paul? I'm going to say Christofferson for the slalom. Marcel? Uh, Christofferson as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Broughton again. Ben? I will go Manny then, seeing as no one else is, uh, uh, is picking in. Some crazy Manny. Back to his uh, old ways. Okay, so over to St. Anton. Marcel. What is it, Super G? Downhill first, then Super G. I just go for Schifrin. Is she going? I don't know if she said she's going. Is she going? Well, now she's on the hunt for wins. 100 wins. <laughs> 150, 150, 150 wins. wins. <laughs> Send her a message. I will do. You guys can laugh as much as you want. If she gets 150, I'll give you all 150, a t-shirt with 150 in her face on it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel, if you bought it, I'm like, did you get like a t-shirt printed for Christmas or something? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of t-shirt ideas. <laughs> it's, this, it's this new business venture. Marcel's t-shirts. Exactly. Uh, okay, so so you're going for Schifrin. Ben? I'm going Godja. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Godja. <laughs> yeah, Godja for me as well. <laughs> uh, and, and what about Super G? Anybody not going Godja? No, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Good Barami for Super G. Okay. I, I go for Schifrin. You're going double Schifrin. 
Um, ben? Uh, I'm going to go Suter um, for uh, the Super G. I'd love to say somebody else, but... Mm. Well, gotcha. you no one's forcing you. Gotcha. But I just don't think anybody's going to beat. I honestly don't think that anyone's going to beat Gotcha. Well, that's how the picks work, Ed. Like, you have freedom of choice to choose who you want based on who you think will do well. I know, but it's boring, isn't it? Look at all the bo- all the squares going for the favourites, and now I'm joining them. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, you can. You can pick Katoni. I was Leading. thinking, but I just, don't, I just don't think. I don't think. What about Nina Ortlev? No. She's going to be in the next on home snow. What about, what about Siebenhofer? No, she is skiing terribly this year. <laughs> 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 so you could say like you could say like but like I'd like the, the other Austrians you normally throw in would be like kind of Buchner or or Hooter this year if her head is okay because obviously she had that podium yeah. the other week and then and then and then took the next day off because her head wasn't feeling right. So but you know she's shown some some great speed so far this year. So there's plenty of other options there, Ed. If you there is, to, but I'm not, not doing them. Uh, <laughs> not so just quickly before just quickly before we go, a bit of Brit watch. Um so Raposo narrowly missed out on getting a second run. Alex Tilly Paul still injured and yeah, so joining she's her. Got back, she's got a back injury at the moment. In case I don't know if you covered that on the last podcast. I haven't yeah, how long? Uh, how long she out for? Do you know? Probably another six weeks, I reckon. All right, okay. Back in time for World Champs, then. Yes, that's, that's the aim. Yeah, another race to get back from Major Champs. Yeah. Um, tough, 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 tough. Uh, and joining her on the injury sidelines is uh, Charlie Guest. P- yeah. Nailed herself, didn't she, in slalom, hurt her shoulder. Although I think actually it's not quite as bad as first feared. No, I think initially it was it was looking like kind of three months or something, but actually now it's it's looking looking a lot less. I think there's some ligament damage, ligament coming off of the the clavicle or the collarbone or something. Um, I've I've not seen the full. But I don't think it's quite as bad as I think she's yeah season was sounding like it was a bit in doubt at one point but it looks like she's going to make it back and a bit sooner than maybe we it does mean I don't know if you mentioned it on the last pod but it does mean that um, Vicky Paller will be starting her first World Cup tomorrow night in Flacow with Charlie Alex and Charlie out so Vicky Paller will be starting so good luck to her representing Great Britain in her first World Cup in Flacow Nice. And the Meadows of Flacow, pretty decent place to go and start your first World Cup, to be fair, yep. as World Cups go. Local, local girl as well from Salem's Ace, so it's only half an hour away from that. I nice. thought she's British. What? <laughs> 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 All right. Marcel, Marcel, we get everywhere, mate. We're everywhere. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I've been literally tasked for the Austria ski team to spot anyone that has like a... <laughs> <laughs> get her in. Get, get her, her in. Quick. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that so those guys think the the British slalom boys still trucking along. Dave just being consistent at the moment, still waiting for uh, conditions that are going to suit him. And similarly with uh, Billy and Laurie, not quite enjoying the uh, attack from the back in those bad conditions, tough conditions for them to charge their way through. So uh, wishing well. Uh, anything else to add, gents? I've got a uh, I've got a little shout out, Ed, for Audrey Curtis, who is playing your predictions podcast and is apparently up in the lofty heights of sixth place despite only being 10 or 11 years old (laughs) it's destroying all of us 
managed to win her first uh, children's Super G race on right around today and then told me it was almost as good of an accomplishment as being sixth in the pod race. <laughs> so you shout out to her. Well done to her for winning her Super G and for being in sixth place in, uh, in Ed's league. Nice. Well done. Congrats. Better than all of us as well. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we should get her on, Paul. You should have sub her in, mate. <laughs> we could probably draw. I don't know why we're asking you guys. Bring her in. <laughs> That's very good. That is good. No, yeah. Congratulations to that. Uh, I'll be. I'll publish the um, predictions league um, once we have got to flack out out the way on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, as we're recording. Um, anything else, boys? Marcel, are you still? Working still on drawing. t-shirt design. Still, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Better leave it there before this gets any worse. Uh, Till next time, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye for now.